Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a Wednesday, the 15th of November. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by our title sponsor, Everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3-800-747-3733. Shout out to my man, Mark Anna Jar. He's apparently going to set me up with a parking pass for the Dolphins this Sunday. I told you. I'm trying to go to the game. I'm trying to get a parking pass. And my man Mark Anajar steps up to the plate. It's going to set me up. So I'm looking forward to seeing him then this weekend as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys this weekend also. I already told you. Got a little pregame tailgate kind of deal again with Johnny Cuba. I'm going to make an appearance on the State Tranquilo podcast. I'll let you guys know on Sunday morning where we're going to be. Probably West Orange. But I'll let you know exactly where we're going to be. So you come on by, have some Johnny Cubas. But of course, if you're dealing with a personal injury, Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 
800-747-3733. And I got to tell you guys, there's so much action going on right now. You got the basketball, college basketball is going on as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. We got the NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet online, your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet online today. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I'm in a great mood today. Once again, we got the double dip, baby. You get the double dip when the Heat and the Panthers win on the same night. Double dip, so much better than double dick punch. That's when both teams lose, when both of them win. That's the double dip. We all love the double dip. And you're getting the double dip early and often now because, yeah, your Miami Heat, your favorite little basketball team, they have now won six in a row. Your Florida Panthers, your favorite little hockey team, they have now won Five in a row. So yes, when they play on the same night, you get a double dip. You get a double dip. You get a double dip. And both teams are rolling now. Both of them after slow starts of the season. Panthers started 0-2. What do you know now? 10-4-1. Five wins in a row. The Heat started 1-4. What do you know? 7-4 now. Six wins in a row. So I feel great about both my favorite teams. We're going to talk to Trista Crick. I, I love talking to Trista Crick. She's one of my favorites. I think she's a, I think she's becoming a major star in the sports media world. I know you you guys all, you hate her because she was on the, the Portland Trailblazers side of things when it comes to Damian Lillard. Look, she grew up in Portland. She grew up Blazer fam. And the Heat Twitter was all kinds of angry with Trista Crick. Trista Crick, BetMGM every night on Odyssey, and the Heat Check with Trista Crick, which is one of my favorite podcasts. I'm a regular listener. She's a friend of mine. I'm looking forward to having Trista on the show once again. We'll talk. We'll ask her how she feels about the Heat Twitter hating her. It's funny though. You guys, like, I, I feel like I feel like if you're a longtime listener of me, <laughs> excuse me, you kind of know like I'm a decent dude, all right, and. I, I'm, I'm only friends or friendly with other decent people. I mean, there are people who I've worked with or been around and they fucking suck. And you got to cut them out. But I'm friends with decent people. Guess who I have on the show multiple times are obviously people who I'm very friendly with and are good people. Trista's one of them who were like the Heat Twitter hates Trista Crick. She's awesome. That's why we're having it on the show. And there are others too, like Justin Termini from SiriusXM NBA Radio, where huge heat hater. He hates the heat. He kind of hates the heat a little bit, but he's a good dude, and that's why we have him on the show. Frank Isola is another one of them. One of my favorites. You guys think he hates the heat. That, not true. I'm tell- Look, if you're a longtime listener of Zaslow Show, Zaslow Show 2.0, Whatever iteration of Zaslow Show has been your favorite. Zaslow and Joy, Zaslow and Amber, Zaslow, Roms and Amber. There's so many different. Whichever version of your show is the favorite, you know I'm a decent dude. So I'm not having people on the show that suck, all right? And Trista's great. 
We'll ask her, though, how she feels about Heat Twitter hating her. We'll ask her. We'll get, we'll get some thoughts on the Heat right now from her. We'll talk about, uh, we'll ask her about Lillard. He has not been very good. We'll talk about the, uh, we'll, we'll ask her about Damian Lillard. He's not off to a good start there in Milwaukee. So we'll get to some fun stuff with Trista. Also, very excited. One of our favorite comedians, Brad Williams, is back on the show today. That's right. Brad is back here this weekend, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at the Dania Improv. So Brad is going to stop by on the show today. Uh, I love having comedians on the show. If you have not seen Brad Williams, this will be my third time. My wife and I, were going on Friday. Early show. You, you know how I roll. This will be the third time we've seen Brad. It's hysterical. One of the best shows I've ever been to. So Brad Williams is going to stop by the show. So we got a great show planned today. But let's start things off with your Florida Panthers, all right? Let's go over the win from last night. So the Heat game ended. <coughs> heat game ended at like 9.30. And I can't believe I... I turn my wife, I go, I gotta stay up. I was already in bed watching the finish the game. Like, I gotta kill another hour before this Panther game. So I managed to. I watched I watched Monday Night Raw. I hadn't watched my stories from the night before. So I was able to kill an hour watching my stories and watching Monday Night Raw. And then the Panthers get going. They're at the Sharks. It was a ESPN plus Hulu only game. And if I could tell you, I really enjoyed their broad oh, look, they're not Goldie and Randy Moeller. But Butcher Gross, I forget who the, the 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 lady was that was with him. I I I liked Butcher Gross on the call. I thought it was a good broadcast. Sharks are terrible. Panthers get they get ahead one nothing. Then they get ahead two one. They're up two one after the second period. I didn't have it in me anymore. I had to go to sleep. I was too tired. It was midnight. That like that's my bedtime midnight. I was too tired. And the worst part was I was like, all right, you know what? I'll just hit record. I'll wake up tomorrow morning and I'll watch you in the game. But here's the problem with the way some live sports are broadcast now these days. When the game is on an app, like last night, ESPN Plus, Hulu, there's no record. I couldn't record the rest of the game. So I was like, damn, I'm just straight up not going to see the third period. And But I had to go to sleep. I was falling asleep. So I wake up. Panthers are up 2-1. The Sharks go ahead 3-2. I'm almost glad I didn't see. I've been so pissed. The Sharks are terrible. The Sharks go up 3-2. And then with about, yeah, it was about like 12 minutes left in the game, Carter Verhage ties it. Tape to Ekman Larson. Quick shot by Verhage. Big save by Blackwood. Verhage again. Kachuk. Kachuk. Verhage. Score! His 100th of his career ties the game at 3. There you go. So the Panthers, they tie the game. And just a little more than a minute later, they reclaim the lead. Take the lead, but now we're tied. Shot score! Tommy Stenland! Redirection! Kevin Stenland in front. And we are 4-3 Panthers now. Kevin Stenland, Butcher Gross. Kevin Stenland, who's done a nice job centering that fourth line. So the Panthers take the lead. And then with a little more than two minutes left, you get the empty net goal from Sasha Barkov. Grant hopped over his stick. Tough break. And Reinhardt can clear. And Barkov will ice the game. Empty netter. Two-goal lead with 2.13 to go. It's Barkov. Barkov hates empty net goals. He just kind of he just kind of flicked it into the net. He was all by himself. If there was someone there with him, he definitely would have handed off. Bark, no celebrating. 
Barkov hates empty net goals. He, th- he thinks they're beneath him. And so the Panthers, they hang on. They win 5-3. It's their fifth consecutive win now. 10-4-1 overall. Second in the Atlantic. Next up for them, they're at the LA Kings on Thursday. So, great start to this trip for your favorite little hockey team. And then you have the Heat. The Heat who played earlier. And I told you, oh, you know, we'll also ask Trista about the in-season tournament. So, last night is the in-season tournament. Second game of the in-season tournament for the Heat. And I'll tell you why this is important that they're now 2-0. The Heat win last night, 111-105 at Charlotte. They were trailing 25-9 early on. It's like, all right, they're going to be fine. Uh, This Charlotte team is not good. It'll help when they get that woman beater, uh, Miles Bridges, back back in the lineup. I think he returns to them on Friday. Uh, LaMelo Ball, to me, is a confusing player. Or maybe he's not. I don't think LaMelo Ball is a winning player. Too many shots. Too many bad shots. That team is obviously not good. But here's the thing. It's like, oh, he doesn't have anything around him. They selected him number three overall. When you're selecting a player number three overall, he's supposed to be a franchise guy. He's supposed to be a guy who's going to be a major part in turning around your franchise. So, you know, they, they got to get LaMelo Ball help. LaMelo Ball is the help. And he just, he plays a style that it, it could be fun for the viewer, I don't think he's a winning player. And he was not good last night. But the Heat were very good after the first quarter. Jimmy Butler, see? In season tournament, players are trying harder. Jimmy was trying. 32 points, 10 of 14 from the floor, 11 of 14 from, from the free throw line. Bam, 21 points, 11 rebounds. And here I told you, going so Bam is continuing his dominance. But going into the game, this team's got some juice to it now where Haquez... Robinson, Richardson, you got guys like, all right, I like what these supporting players are doing right now. Haquez, 17 points off the bench. For the fourth consecutive game, Jaime Haquez Jr. has played the entire fourth quarter. You think Coach trusts him? And here's the thing. Why is Nikola Jovic not playing? Clearly, the coach does not think he's ready, does not think he can help the team. When when Jaime Haquez Jr., a rookie is playing for the fourth consecutive game, all wins, every minute of the fourth quarter, on a team that's trying to win a championship right now, and Jovic can't get any run? Yeah, it's because the coach doesn't think he can help the team. I mean, that one's pretty obvious. But Jaime Jaquez, the Heat hit on that one. He's a player. He is a winning player. Such a Heat guy. I love what... Yo, Jaime Jaquez, you know, that's my dog. I love watching him. So... You're excited about what you're seeing out of the Heat rookie last night. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Eight, listen to this line. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 of 10 from 3. Duncan looks fantastic. They don't need to trade Duncan. Why are we trading Duncan? We need Duncan. He, he has absolutely opened up his game. He is a much improved player. And now... This tournament's got some juice to it. Because next week, next up for the Heat is this Thursday. They're back at home against Brooklyn. And next week, they're at New York for their tournament game. If you win that game, then you're 3-0. And, and you could wind up advancing as a wild card, or maybe even win your, win your group with one loss. If you go undefeated, you're definitely moving on. If the Heat can win in New York next week, and then you get to the final game of match play... At home against Milwaukee, that game is exciting as hell because then you got a chance to go to Vegas. You win that game, you're definitely in the quarterfinals. 
You'll be, you'll have, you'll be the home team in the quarterfinals. And if you win that quarterfinal game at home, then you go to Vegas for the Final Four. So, I'm kind of into the in-season tournament. I like it. I think it's a success so far. But, here's a big problem. Now, today, last night, instead of talking about the in-season tournament and everything that's going on there, you had a brawl. You had a fight in San Francisco. Before I tell you about that, let me tell you about Sheets and Giggles. I love having Sheets and Giggles on Zaslow Show 2.0. When Sheets and Giggles joined the show like six, seven months ago, that you saw Sheets and Giggles on the Levitard Show. You saw them on the Greg Cody Show podcast featuring Greg Cody. It's like, whoa, Sheets and Giggles. I love Sheets and Giggles. And now they're on Zaslow Show 2.0. That's how you knew. That's how you knew we were getting big time, all right? SheetsGiggles.com. You'll get the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets of your life. And just like the Zaslow family, you're not going to have to search anywhere else for your bed sheets. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Yeah, the only place you're getting it and environmentally friendly SheetsGiggles.com. They got the annual fall sale going on right now, but if you use promo code Zazlow, Z A S L O W, use promo code Zazlow at SheetsGiggles.com, 20% off your first order. So use promo code Zazlow at SheetsGiggles.com for your first order and then go crazy. Then get wild. Get the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you're ever going to have. SheetsGiggles.com. So last night, you got the Wolves. And the Warriors, they're playing the second game in a row. It's an in-season tournament game, this one. And there must be a little bit of animosity from the previous game. Which, by the way, Chris Paul, very dirty play on Mike Conley that game a few nights ago where he dove at Conley's legs. Look, Chris Paul's a dirty player, all right? And there's there's some carryover. I don't know if that specific incident, but two minutes into the game, there's not even score. Jaden McDaniels, Clay Thompson, they get tangled up. They're pulling each other's jerseys. They're ripping jerseys at center court. And then, as the players all convene and try and separate, Draymond Green runs in and, and almost as if, yes, I've been waiting for this opportunity. I'm putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Now, everyone dislikes Rudy Gobert. He's a very unlikable player. Wee eh, wee, oui, oui. But he immediately... Goes for Gobert, puts him in a headlock, pulls him. He's choking him out. Draymond, he doesn't let go. He's dragging him by his head. He's yelling at him in his ear. I, Draymond Green is not stable. He is out of control. He gets thrown out. McDaniels and Thompson predictably get thrown out. Draymond Green for the second consecutive game now has been thrown out. Rudy Gobert after the game, great quote saying he knew Draymond was going to get thrown out of the game because whenever Steph Curry doesn't play, Steph Curry's knees bothered him, so he didn't play. Whenever Steph doesn't play, Draymond doesn't want to play either. He always tries to get ejected. It's a great quote. But Draymond Green is a maniac. Like, when is enough enough with this guy? This is not a stable individual. He's going to be suspended. My first thought would be he should get five games. I don't believe it'll be five games. I think he's going to get three I don't think McDaniels or Thompson get suspended. Draymond definitely gets suspended. It should be at least three games. He is not a stable individual. And then you have the Warriors who love complaining about the injustices against them. The Warriors are not a likable team anymore. 
Steph Curry, very likable. The Warriors are not... Even Klay Thompson is not that likable anymore. Like, Klay Thompson's attitude over the last couple years is, you know, since the injury, really, has changed. And Draymond Green is as tough to take as anyone. And now, so here's from Embassy Sports Bay Area. Here's the call of the fight. The biggest story in the fight is Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert. These guys, the Warriors broadcast, they don't even mention what Draymond Green is doing. My God. And so we're scoreless. We'll stay 0-0 the first two minutes. And then, look at Clay Thompson and McDaniels. What is going on with that? Wow. You've got a full-on fracas going on. Draymond came in to defend Clay. This, this got out of hand very quickly. Look at, look at Clay Thompson's jersey. It's ripped up. That's more than a scuffle. We're going to have to go to replay and look at all of this, but Clay Thompson's never been involved in anything like that. What, what was Jade McDaniels doing? They were going at each other's head. Not even mentioning Draymond. It's ridiculous. Like, be fair. Obviously, you're the Warriors broadcasting. Be fair. And then, after the game, I get Steve Kerr. He's going to defend his players. But give this a listen here, because Steve Kerr is telling you that Rudy Gobert grabbed Klay Thompson around the neck. Rudy Gobert, I don't like Rudy Gobert. Rudy, nobody likes him. Rudy Gobert clearly went in there as a peacemaker. And Steve Kerr is is going to try and sell you on something that happened, which we all have video showing that's not what happened at all. Kind of game there uh, from the start. Just the initial sequence, did you see it? Uh, And what did you think of the whole resolution of it? Um, There's no way Clay Thompson should have been thrown out of the game. I mean, he's running up the floor, and the guy grabs his jersey, and he's pulling on him, and so Clay pulls back. And uh, no way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. Um, So I was upset about that. And then uh, the Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck, and that's why... Draymond went after Rudy, and uh, that's I saw one replay um, right after it happened. Um, the guys on the back of the bench were telling us uh, <clears throat> that Rudy had Draymond or had Clay, and that's why Draymond went went at Rudy. So that's all I all I know. Um, but it was, yeah, a bizarre way to start the game a minute and a half in. Steve Kerr should be embarrassed. Your guys, number one, your guys out of control, and number two, trying to say Gobert grab Clay Thompson around the neck when he did not, and he is clearly trying to break it up and be a peacemaker. Anything other than saying Draymond has Rudy Gobert in a chokehold, we don't understand why he won't let go, and he's dragging him across the court because he is a maniac, you're off base. If you say anything other than that. So that's a big story from the NBA last night. Obviously, we'll talk to Trista about it, but... I'm into the in-season tournament. Clearly, Warriors and Wolves, they're very into the in-season tournament, too. Two minutes in, they couldn't wait. We got to resort to the street stuff. But the Heat win last night. The Panthers win last night. I'm I'm very, very happy with our favorite teams right about now. All right, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. We're doing a Johnny Cuba tailgate again for Dolphins Raiders this Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. So come on by. We're going to have food. We're going to have Johnny Cuba. 
You're going to have me. We're going to hang out. Dolphins are going to take that ass against the Raiders this weekend. But of course, if you don't have Johnny Cuba on your fridge right now, go to your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. If you pick up a six-pack European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager. Always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Love being joined by Trista Crick, Odyssey Sports, BetQL, every BetMGM every single night. You got the Heat Check with Trista Crick, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And she's coming fresh off of uh, her first battle with Heat Twitter this past offseason. Have you recovered from being public enemy number one of Heat Twitter? You know, my favorite thing about that is I got like maybe three weeks ago an email from the sales team and they were like, hey, so Odyssey is the official uh, radio station of the Miami Heat. So what we're going to have you do is do a promo in the Heat games and out of Heat games promoting the Heat. Not the best idea. And I was like, so I recorded it. And as I'm recording, it, I'm like, this is amazing. There are going to be so many Heat fans punching air when it's like, hey, listen to the Heat Check with me, Heat Public Enemy number one. I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. Trista Crick. So, yeah. Listen, um, listen to Heat Check with me, that broad that you hated this offseason. The one that absolutely eviscerated Pat Riley and Tyler Hero. The good news is that your team has recovered now that Tyler Hero has been injured. Well, see, I hate that, you know, because it's such an obvious place you can go. I mean, look, it's hard to push back on that because based (laughs) on the evidence that we have in front of us and the evidence we had in front of us in the postseason, it is what it is. But yes, they they are playing. They're playing really well right now. They've won six in a row. And and the cool part is you got pieces there, specifically Jaime Jaquez, who Man, it feels like they they really hit on him. The Heat, I was I was making a list right before I came on about the best drafting teams and the worst drafting teams. And the Heat, even when you think they're down and out, just consistently draft well. Find guys of value. I think there were a lot of Heat fans that wanted maybe Miami to take Cam Whitmore, right. a guy who Villanova product, Villanova guys usually translate really well to the NBA, a guy that he'd you know, get you some buckets, has a bunch of dynamic athleticism. Um, but Jaime is is what you need, man. He, he's a full product. He was at UCLA for like 11 years. So he's somebody who can contribute right away. And he is. He looks really good playing him in the post position. So I like that too. He's got a nice like back to the basket game. He kind of feels like a vintage old school guy, but he can also stretch the floor and hit threes too. Four straight games now, all of which they've won, the rookie has played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, you know, and this is a team that's trying to win a championship. So it shows you they really trust him. Yeah, I like him a lot. I really do. As as it relates to the Tyler Hero thing, what's your is is Tyler Hero a winning player to you? Like, is or because I saw him go up against it was Milwaukee, and I knew Tyler was gonna score 30. I just knew it. Bet it played it and he did and and yet like it was in a losing effort yeah I mean that was like the third game of the year and and I think coming into the season you know Tyler's got this chip on his shoulder from everything that went down and he certainly came out 
firing at the start of the season. But I think there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, what I just mentioned about Tyler. Also, Jimmy didn't play preseason. And Jimmy now, at 32 last night, like now you're starting to see Jimmy is rounding into form. And maybe we also didn't know that Bam has clearly taken it to another level. So Tyler's Tyler. He can score. He has no problem going out there, taking 20 shots and trying to score 30 points. But I think now that things are rolling along a little bit, you can see, okay, this is what works. This is what we're good at right now. And I don't think you're necessarily going to get that same version of Tyler when he comes back. Because I don't think they need a guy who's chucking up, you know, 22, 23 shots every single night in Tyler. So I I, I think they're going to be fine. You know who's been impressive, too, in Tyler's absence, just the same as he was in the postseason, is Duncan Robinson. He's been great. Yeah, I don't know if you what you want to do with that. I mean, if he's like a movable trade piece now that he has a larger sample size of doing well, or you just want him in case somebody get it, gets injured. But, I mean, he absolutely cooked Victor Wembanyama. Shook did. him to the ground. He did. He was using that Steve Smith hezzy around yeah. the corner, got right past him. He said, nope, I'm going this way. He's been great. Uh, the latest trade rumor now is Zach Levine. So, like, do you think Zach Levine would be a fit for the Heat? Because I got to tell you, I'm not giving up Tyler Hero in a trade for Zach Levine because I I think that's a lateral move, especially when you consider, all right, Tyler makes around 27 a year. Zach Levine makes around 42 a year. And for, you know, somewhat of a lateral move, I'm not trying to spend that much more money. Yeah, I agree. And what we know is it feels like the Heat – organization doesn't want to go you know deep into the luxury tax for a player like that I like the idea more a lot more of Alex Caruso I think Alex Caruso is absolutely a heat caliber player right like he's the kind of guy who makes life hell on earth for your the other team's best scorer you saw it against Kevin Durant his basketball IQ is through the roof he can shoot threes now too and you need shooting so I I don't think you need like another certified chucker bucket getter and I I don't know if I love Zach Levine's decision making and I don't I don't think Zach Levine is a heat player defensively not great like I think he's got like 114 defensive rating something like that he's never been great at that like a lot of those pure sweat guys that train with Drew Hanlon a lot of them don't play defense especially the ones that are like the guard and the wing position so I I would not like that for you guys are you are you into the in-season tournament because when it started a couple weeks ago I was like, I, I'm a game time decision here. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I got I to gotta feel out the game, and then I'm going to decide, okay, if I'm more interested in this than a regular, regular season game. And I got to tell you, I think I'm into it. I kind of feel like it is, too. I feel like they knew we were dumb, right? They're like, okay, these people are dumb. They're not going to know if it's Tuesday, Friday, whatever. We're going to make it super easy. We're going to change the court, although the court thing – has to get sorted has to get sorted there's been lucas said last night there were dead spots on the new orleans court one court i believe it was dallas's funnily enough they were the opposing team was practicing on that court on the in-season tournament court and the three-point line was further away than that's right that's right 
And some of so there's been some issues. So we got to get that sorted. But I like that they're like, okay, these fans are dumb. And maybe the players also not paying attention, whether it's an in-season or not, you know, regular season game. We're going to change the court. Home team gets the city jerseys. And, and the thing I find to be interesting is that the point differential matters in terms of, you know, your standings. So teams are just playing so hard. Starters are not coming off the floor. You had Shea Gilgis Alexander, you know, blowing out San Antonio, still playing really hard in the early parts of the fourth quarter, middle part of the fourth quarter. He had six steals last night. So I think they care. We saw two scuffles, like real deal, you know, the Draymond Green DDT, you know, choke out on Rudy Gobert, the clay choke out on on uh, McDaniels. Yep, you had the scuffle in the Laker game as well. I mean, there's just a lot happening. Well, look, so once think- once they tipped off in San Francisco last night, I mean, it's it's the in-season tournament. I mean, tensions are very high. Everyone's more the, – the juices are flowing, all right? And, and so uh, let, let's talk a little bit about what happened with Draymond last night. So I, I think it's two straight games now he's been thrown out, right, where you had yeah. the incident with Donovan Mitchell and then last night. I, I, I understand putting – Rudy Gobert in a headlock I think every player would love the opportunity. Oh, now's my chance to put Rudy Gobert in a headlock. But that was like, it was crazy person behavior. He, he was holding on to him. He's yelling at him too. So, you know, it's like, uh, like th- there's a personal thing going on in yes. that moment. And I got to tell you, Trista, uh, Steve, I understand sticking up for your guys. Uh, Steve could embarrass himself last night with that post-game press conference talking about, Rudy Gobert went in there and he was grabbing clay around his neck. Steve, we all have the video. That's not what happened. And like, Steve, this is why people don't like our dubs, right? Like this is why fans from around the NBA revel in your failures because it feels like there's an entitlement and there's always like an excuse made for terrible actions like you could have, Draymond could have hit Rudy Gobert with a bus. And it's like, well, Rudy Gobert was on the sidewalk. You know, where else, where else was Draymond supposed to drive? So it's, it's annoying to me. I saw, did you see what Rudy Gobert said after the game? Yeah, I think he's right. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, Draymond, basically he did call him a backpack for 30. He said when he's not, not in the game, Draymond has no interest in playing basketball. Yep. Yeah. And it took him two minutes to decide I don't want to be here tonight. Steph Curry was in his pajamas and Draymond said, let me get mine. What do you guess is the suspension? I mean, he's going to be suspended. What do you guess it is? Five games, three games. I was thinking five, but they're not going to give him five. I think it's going to be three. I know it is. That's a two. Five feels like too many. My co-host thought it would be eight. That just feels absurd. No chance. No chance. That's, I mean, this isn't malice in the palace here, okay? We we need to get things. And, like, these scuffles, not to say you want to choke anyone out. It just didn't feel five-game serious. You know what I mean? Like, in our soul, it felt like really one-game serious. But maybe Adam Silver will want to make an example. If it was anyone else, it's one game. Right, right. What did you make of Adam Silver's commentary a few days ago? He was on The Old Man in the Three with J.J. Redick. I, I talked about this on my show. I talked about it a little bit on ESPN Radio a few nights ago. What did you make of Adam Silver and, and his thoughts about the commentary surrounding the league? I think he's right. 
I, I talk about it all the time. The discourse is trash. I don't know how you fix it though, because people there's it's twofold. So people like TV TV networks like ESPN, FS1, whatever. There's there's this like national TV NBA, and it's happening in the mix of and NFL coverage. It's in the middle of all this other like top line news stuff. So you can't really talk about certain teams without the ratings just legitimately going down. Right. There's just certain teams, certain players that the general casual fan base. I remember I went to a Mets game two years ago. It was the the combined shutout. And I was sitting next to this NBA fan in New York, and he did not know who Ant Edwards was. And that's the NBA fans, like real NBA fans would say that's insane. And they, he probably knows who he is now. But two years ago, he didn't know who Ant Edwards was because he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. So to that effect, I get it. But we have to do, not we, I think I do a pretty damn good job of it. But the collective has to do a good job of making things that are not mainstream interesting. They have to find a way to present the information in a funny, informative way. And the truth is nobody really does that very well. Um, and Stephen A has become, Stephen A has become too overwhelmed with all of his responsibilities to be shouldering that burden as well. College football, NFL, college basketball, NBA. You can't expect him to ride for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. He's focused on what the Lakers are doing, what the Celtics are doing, and that's what we got to talk about. Yep, exactly. And like any top line news. Yeah. So, and his, let's be real, the producers are in charge of that as well. And the creativity could be better. In my opinion, the solution is a real commitment and resource dedication to an NBA network. And you have NBA TV, but you don't invest in it like NFL yeah. Network does. And if you had like an NBA Good Morning and clips were social and clippable and you had a fun cast like Good Morning Football does, yeah. like like how they brought in Kay Adams and Kyle Brandt and uh, Peter Schrager. So you've got an insider like a Shams, uh, maybe not Shams because I don't think he's like fun enough, but you'd have to have someone, maybe like even a Jake Fisher, someone that's like kind of cool and then someone young and fresh to be a host and then maybe another person that's a former athlete or something, Channing Fry, somebody. And then have what they're trying to do with FanDuel TV, with Run It Back, and and just do better. Be better, and the league has to be a better partner and delivering those stories, too. I think you're right about that. Uh, are you worried about Damian Lillard and the Bucks? He has, he has not him. been good. Heat fans and Portland Trailblazer fans align for a small moment in time to revel in the fact that this might not be the panacea that everybody thought it could be. I believe this. Dame is incredible. Dame will figure it out. Dame is obviously going through a lot right now. Like personally, professionally, there's a there's a lot of things in flux in Dame's life. There's like a custody hearing happening. There's a divorce proceeding. And then he's moving all of his family to Milwaukee. Not a great place to live. All that we know is true. And so I think he'll figure that his his own production part out. The thing that I was concerned about and still am concerned about is twofold. One, 
Giannis not getting the ball farther, further enough away from the basket so that he can get downhill. Like Dame might have to be like an off ball guy, except for in like clutch time situations. You might need Giannis to bring the ball down the floor, like Jokic or Giannis with a head of steam is unstoppable at half court. But as soon as he gets to like the elbow, the three point line, he just can't operate in space. You can collapse on him, causes turnovers. He's just way less effective. Secondly, Adrian Griffin, I just don't think having a brand new head coach it's tough. is is a great recipe at this moment for incorporating a totally different system of offense. And defensively, they've gotten better because the players have essentially staged a coup and said, we got to go back to what we were doing last year. We got to have Brooke and drop coverage. We can't have this little janky way of doing things where we're allowing guys to just have the most amount of shots at the rim unprotected. So that's sort of fixed-ish. But the offense to me is the main question mark. And that pick and roll does not seem nearly as deadly as everybody claimed that it would be. Do you revel in the fact that the Clippers with Harden are now 0-5? Because I think it's hysterical. Yeah, I just didn't see why they wanted to do it. It I don't think it moves the needle. I, I think they're the same championship contender with or without him. Yeah, and maybe... He'll figure it out in 10 games. Who knows? Maybe he'll average 20 and 10 again. But the problem is, is that it isolates Russ. And Russ is now rudderless. He has no idea what his role is. I don't know what Russ's role is. I don't think Ty Lue knows what Russ's role is. They can't be on the court at the same time. I was watching last night. And they were running the offense through Russ. And then James Harden standing in the corner. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's how this goes when these two guys the one that doesn't have the ball is just standing there. Mm -hmm. Is there a funnier clip in the league this year than Harden wiping the soles of his shoes and then throwing up an air ball? It's tremendous. I love it. I I mean, he gives us so much. We can't kick him out of the league just yet because he gives us so much to sink our teeth into from a social media perspective from as someone who appreciates the comedy of the league. Harden is top tier comedy. That's got to be on the list of like the gold medal for funniest clips so far in the 2023-2024 season. And and finally here, give me some thoughts on Wembenyama. I, I had a hot take the other day on Wembenyama because the Heat played the Spurs, the Heat won. And, uh, you know, like we already mentioned, Duncan Robinson cooked him. And Wembenyama, it's so easy for him to dunk, you know, when either – if he catches it at the basket or if he has any kind of head of steam, he's going to be able to throw it down. I don't think dunking is fun for him because mm-hmm. when you're when you're another player, when you dunk, you're jumping up high and then you're, you're, you're reaching to throw it down and it's like an exciting looking play and it's like an accomplishment. And it, Wembenyama, he, he just kind of, just kind of puts it in because he's so close. Yeah, like, I don't think Duncan for him is is that much fun. You know, that's a great point. He is shooting a lot of threes. We know that Victor Weminyama has the propensity to want to be a per- perimeter player, just like Chet. So, yeah, I think that's a good take. My take on Victor is he's transcendent. I think what's hilarious uh, is one of the folks on Dan Lebitard's show has just been slandering. Yeah. It kind of like endlessly. It's like Ryan thinks he's bad for basketball. Yeah. I think, I think that is a take that will come back 
and haunt him in like five years from now he'll be putting his hands his face in his hands over it Victor Wamiyama is special man he's gonna be everything that everybody said he was I don't know if you saw the clip that I posted where it's him and Chet uh in a tip and their arms look like they're just two-thirds of their three two-thirds of their body it's It's so strange looking yeah they're they're aliens walking on earth like he was standing next to Jimmy Butler the other day and it's uh, you're like it's it's weird looking you do belong in this game you're too big it looks like he's been stretched out I I said this about Paolo he looks like a a version of a human I had never seen because he's compact and all of his proportions are like somebody who's 6'2 but he's he's actually 6'10 uh, that's like Victor Wamiyama is the opposite. He looks like he should have been six five, and then someone pulled his arms and someone pulled his legs like Stretch Armstrong, and they said, "Okay, there you go." What uh, What are we doing for fun these days when we're not watching basketball? Are you into any movies, any TV shows? What are you oh, watching? Yeah. I've been watching so much TV recently. The show that I love is Goliath. We talked about uh, the Americans. I oh, what a show! You have to watch. Goliath. Yeah. Goliath might be one of the best shows, if not the best TV in the last five years. Wow. Okay. So here's the premise for the, for the folks on the show. So it's Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton is a washed up corporate attorney. Who's an alcoholic and he's no longer practicing law. He was a named partner at this huge corporate law firm one of the founding partners. His ex-wife is still there. He's living in LA in a motel, a very famous motel in Santa Monica. And he gets approached to represent the family of a man who died on the water working for a defense contractor. Something bad happened on the boat and they're claiming it's a suicide. Something smells fishy and the company that's representing the defense contractor is his former company. So he gets to go mano a mano and it is the acting and there's, there's four seasons. All of them are different, different premise, different location, different versions of Billy Bob Thornton. This sounds like something I can watch with my wife. Yes. It's an Amazon show. It's amazing. Okay. We love lawyer shows. So it sounds like something I could watch with my wife. Yes. First season is courtroom. Second season is like, the you know the Lincoln lawyer we love Lincoln lawyer so the Lincoln lawyer in season two is the big bad mafia guy mm-hmm. he is the like the evil genius in season and he might be better as a villain than he is as a hero so that's that's that and that's like all about like LA politics and kind of like how the mobs involved season three takes place at a casino in central California over water rights and almonds and it gets okay. real spicy. Billy Bob Thornton basically lives at the casino in like Central California. Season four takes place in San Francisco, and it's got like a red lens over the entire show, uh, and it's filmed in homage of Alfred Hitchcock. And you've you've seen all four seasons. All four, baby. All right. And and I think I think they get progressively better. All right. I think I think that sounds like something that me and my wife can watch together. We're always looking for recommendations. I'm going to, I'm going to need a review from you. Okay. We're going to watch that. I think we don't have a show right now. All right. I think that'll be what we do. Uh, Trista, tell everybody how they can hear you each night. And of course the heat check. So five nights a week, 7 PM to 11 PM Eastern standard time. Come sweat out bets with us. We talk 
NBA, we talk NFL, college basketball, college football. We give out bets. We talk about why, but more so it's like a little pop culture, a little live betting, fun stuff. That's four hours a night. And then the heat check actually on five days a week now. So five days a week, three days, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday of full episodes, Tuesday, Thursday, we talk a little bit, something small, Tuesdays, rookies, Thursday, we'll have a little debate on, maybe you'll come on as my next guest, who knows? Okay. And that's anywhere you get your podcast, the Heat Check Podcast with Trista Crick. Please rate, subscribe, download, tell your friends, even your uh, toxic ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. Great, Great job, Trista. Always love having you on. You're one of my favorites. Thank you. Vice versa, man. Talk to you soon. Excellent job by Trista Crick. Always love having her on the show. Make sure you check her out, especially Heat Check with Trista Crick. I'm a regular listener, one of my favorite podcasts. There you go. All right, guys, you know I've been telling you about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru for a while now. Why am I doing that? Well, because when you're thinking about getting a new car, it should be a fun experience. It should be exciting. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they're giving you an exceptional experience the moment you walk through those showroom doors. We're talking about a brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building you could see from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. You maybe want to, if you want to enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience, or maybe just need to have your current vehicle serviced, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. They service all makes and models too. And with prices less than many of the small shops, you can service with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. They have an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles, they come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that you're covered right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You can make zero down payment, zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. That's right, or... You can lease the 2024 Subaru Outback Premium for just $321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit. Go to nflsubaru.com for full details. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. All right, it's Wednesday. We're right smack in the middle of the week. We're looking forward now to week 11 of the NFL season. So it's time which fan base are having good times and which fan bases right now are having hard times, daddy. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. That's right. Good times and hard times as we tell you which fan bases are going through it right now. We start out with three fan bases that are having good times heading into week 11. Right now, number three, the Minnesota Vikings fan. That's right. The Vikings, after a convincing win against the New Orleans Saints, Josh Dobbs got his first start of the season with the Vikings. He's been the, I mean, one of the best stories, if not the best story in the league this year. The Vikings have now won four, five in a row. Excuse me, five in a row. And they're right in the thick of things as far as the playoff picture. They currently hold the seventh and final playoff spot in the NFC. Viking fan right now is having good times. Number two, Broncos fan making an appearance for the first time on the good time side of things here this year. 
the Broncos fan, number two, is having good times right now. They've won three in a row. They're four and five. And don't look now. They're one game out. Now, it's it's a log jam. But they're one game out of the seventh and final playoff spot in the AFC. Over the last couple weeks, they've beaten Kansas City and they've beaten Buffalo. How about that? The Broncos fan is having good times right now. And the number one fan base having good times right now, the Houston Texans fan. The Texans are 5-4. They currently hold the seventh and final playoff spot in the AFC. And most importantly, they have their quarterback. They picked the right guy. C.J. Stroud is a legitimate MVP candidate. The Houston Texans fan is having good times. Number three, Vikings fan. Number two, Broncos fan. Number one, the Texans fan is having good times. Now, which fan bases are going through and having hard times, daddy? Number three, the Browns fan. We found out just moments ago. How about this? Deshaun Watson out for the season. He's gonna. He has a shoulder fracture. He's going to have surgery immediately to avoid more structural damage. He's expected to be ready for next year. But the Browns coming off, I mean, they're 6-3 right now. They're having a great season. They beat the Ravens 33-31. Great come from behind win this past weekend. And Deshaun Watson out for the season. Browns fan is going through hard times right now. Number two, Jaguars fan. The Jaguars, I think, are very fugazi. They lose at home 34-3 to the 49ers. I understand the 49ers are a really good team. But they had lost three in a row, and the Jaguars just got smoked at home. I think they're fake good. The Jaguar fan right now is going through hard times, Daddy. And number one, the Buffalo Bills fan, obviously. I mean, they're two back in the division now. They're 5-5 five and five overall. They're outside the playoff picture altogether. They fired their offensive coordinator yesterday, Ken Dorsey, because Sean McDermott's not going to fire himself. And Josh Allen is taking that heat. The Buffalo Bills, you want to talk about a phony team. Look no further than the Buffalo Bills. So right now, hard times are being had by the Browns fan. Number two, the Jaguars fan. And the hardest times going into week 11 are being had by the Buffalo Bills fan. And that right there is another edition of Good Times and Hard Times, Daddy. All right, so he's one of our favorite comedians. He's at the Dania Improv this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, DaniaImprov.com. You can check out Brad Williams. It's one of the best shows that I've ever been to. We're excited to have him aboard again. I'm most excited to have you on the show here today again, Brad, because I'm glad we're still friends. And this means that we're still friends because last time when my wife... I was going to bring this up. I was okay. going to bring this up. So. Right off the bat. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. And I'll remind my listeners, which I did tell the story after it happened. So we saw Brad, my wife and I, a few months ago. It was the second time we saw you. And great show, of course. We were at the Miami Improv. And I don't know how it is, Brad, when you're out with, with your wife. But if your wife is being bothered by something you're not going to be able to have a good time, right? Like if she's not enjoying herself, now I'm not enjoying myself and it's a disaster. So throughout your show that night, there was a, 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 a gentleman. He's not even a gentleman. There was a guy and two women who were like sitting at a booth, like way behind us in the back. 
Brad, they were so loud the whole night. Yeah. And, and it's really bothering my wife. And I'm a relaxed guy, dude. But I go from zero to 100. There's no in between with me. And so eventually I just turned around to this guy and I yell, shut up. And, <laughs> and, and, and Brad, obviously, now look, I got a little bit of liquor in me. But Brad obviously hears because the whole room heard and 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 like I interrupted the show. And, yeah. and, and, and then you realize what was happening, okay, that these people had to be thrown out and, and they were being thrown out amidst me saying that. But I felt so bad that right after the show, I self-reported. I came up to you and I'm like, Brad, it was me. I'm the one who interrupted the show. I'm so sorry. And you and- told me. You would have been fine. I would have never known it was you. You could have come up and been like, you know what? That a-hole over there that yelled, (laughs) shut up. That really, I mean, come on, man. Uh, You were professional for pushing through that, but I can't believe that guy. You could have done it, but you're an honest guy. You're a good guy, despite what Greg Cody says about you. And so you, so you came up and, and, and you fessed up, which You know, whether it be in the NFL or in the comedy club, we don't see the first one. We see the reaction. That couple was far enough away from me. I did not hear what they were doing. I could not hear that they were uh, having their own little show at their table. Uh, So, yeah, all all I heard was in the middle of my act, uh, a, a very loud. And you forgot the expletive that you also put in there because it's terrestrial radio. But I remember it there. There was a. That there, there was a strong word that rhymes with the tuck rule. Uh, there, 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 was a, there was a very loud one. So, hey, man, I'm glad you came out. I'm glad you – I like it when the audience self-polices. I actually do Good. because it makes my job a lot easier. And uh, uh, I think people respond more. They feel like, oh, the comedian, we're supposed to have this back and forth. But then once the audience member stands up and says, I'm going to – kick your butt that's like oh this is real now so i prefer it when the audience just self-polices and 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 it's fine but it but it was still a fun show i'm glad you had a good time uh um but don't but don't get me wrong i am bringing like a full like we have your own booth at dania improv it's in, it's in soundproof bulletproof glass <laughs> We're going to put it off to the side. There's a little Bluetooth speaker that gets wired right in. So only you will be able to hear the show and you, and you will be fine no matter what. People's behavior, though, is so bad these days. Brad, I was at the movie theater last week. My son and I, we went and we saw a movie last Friday. About five seats down from us in our row, woman is on her phone. She's talking yeah. on the phone during the movie. People's behavior is so bad these days. Yeah. uh, My wife and I, we had a rare date night out uh, not too long ago uh, because we got the four-year-old. And uh, we saw a movie. And this dude, while we're in the movie theater, he's in, like, the front part of the section. He pulls out, not his phone, full iPad. Full iPad. And he's on it. And he's, like, playing candy whatever the hell. He's trying... He's trying to squash all the candies and get his points. So my wife, and this is the thing, when people say, why did you marry your wife? What what was it about her? It's stuff like this. And this might be the hottest thing she's ever done. We were about five or six rows behind this dude. He pulls out the iPad. She pulls out a quarter <laughs> and just 
flicks it. It sails over all the rows, all the people. Boom. Hits him right in the back of the head. He turns around. We don't say anything. He just got hit with the quarter. And then he put down the iPad. And I'm like, oh, honey, I've never loved you more. I've never <laughs> loved you more than this moment right now. We, uh, So, yeah, we're stoked. And uh, But that's what I like about coming to all these different markets is every market has their own personality. Miami itself is definitely more than nightlife. Like everyone's trying to be seen. Dania Improv, which I'm going to be at this weekend, a little more calmer, but they still enjoy the show. It's uh, people coming out. And in terms of late night stuff in Dania, it's pretty much the improv and that's it. Like there's not that much going on in Dania. So uh, uh, unless you know of an, an all hours uh, swingers club, I'm sure you do. Uh, that, that, so that, so that won't be the case. It, 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 it's my show. So come out and see me at the Danny improv this weekend. Do you add or subtract jokes based on what city you're in? Absolutely. I get bored, man. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm doing seven, eight shows a week, man. I gotta, I gotta change it up for myself. Uh, uh so whether I'm writing new jokes, trying new things out, or if I'm in a, certain city yeah i'm gonna do jokes about it i was in denver colorado last weekend and i'm a lifelong diehard broncos fan so i did a bunch of broncos jokes which in one week seems to be completely turned around because now the broncos have won three in a row we beat the chiefs we beat the bills and uh and so i'm i'm freaking stoked about that and uh i'm happy that miami's finally got a really strong football team this year uh a chain should be back yeah uh, either this week or the following week. So it's a very exciting time in South Florida sports. Are you going to now? So you're here this weekend. Yeah. Are you, are you headed right out of town or are you able to stay for the dolphin game? Oh, see, here's the beautiful part is uh, I've got a little bit of a relationship with said Denver Broncos. I'm, I'm flying from Florida back to Denver. Oh, cool. And I'm going to, and I'm going to the Sunday night game, Broncos, Vikings, Sunday night football, just like we all thought, two Titans at quarterback, Russell Wilson <laughs> and Josh Dobbs. We is all it? we we all called it, but actually, Dobbs is a really fun story. He, he he's a really cool thing. So I'm I'm really excited to get to see uh, uh, him at quarterback. Uh, if uh, Jefferson is not back yet as a Broncos fan, I'm okay with it. I got Hawkinson on my fantasy team. Just bomb them all to him. I'm good. You know, it's it's interesting that you say that based on what city you're in, you'll add, you'll subtract jokes. I wonder, like, for instance, I mean, most nights you're you're doing like this weekend, you're doing a 730 show and you're doing a 10 o'clock show or seven and nine thirty, whatever it is. How yeah. do you keep the same energy for, say, the second show? Because you're doing the exact same thing you just did a couple hours ago. You know what? I, I I keep it because I don't know if you've ever been in front of uh, 300 people that have paid to see you and paid to uh, uh, get a babysitter and this is their big night out. But it, it, it's that. It's that knowledge that makes me go, dude, like, okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I had the absolute honor and privilege of going to see John Mulaney and John Stewart do a show together. Wow. And in addition to making me feel really bad at my job because of how good they are at it, uh, it, it, it was nice to be an audience member, to have gotten a babysitter, to have planned the night out. Wife's looking great. She's dressed to the nine. She's got her makeup on. 
And like, it felt, I, I like being an audience member to remind me that feeling of like, no, no, this is a big night out for some people. Yes, it's my 200, 300 show this year, but for someone that's their night out. So I got to bring it. I got to get up and I got to make sure that I have the exact same energy for every show. And uh, whether, whether it be Red Bulls, uh uh although i'll be in south florida so maybe some uh cafecito uh whatever it takes i will have the energy and i will give you the same if not better of a show in fact the late shows i'm always a little i like those a little more because the er, because the early show i'm constantly thinking wrap it up because we gotta we gotta do this again whereas the late show it's like whatever let's have fun This, this thing ends when i decide it ends so um, I actually like doing the late shows more. When you go to a show like that to see John Mulaney, are you yeah. able to just enjoy it as a comedy fan or are the wheels turning in your head understanding, all right, he's doing this and now he's going here and he's doing, like, are you taking notes in your head? I'm, I'm both. Uh, definitely I've been around so much comedy that uh, uh, I am sort of jaded by it. And uh it, it does take a certain type of comic to really, to really hit me. But, um, and yes, the, the, the wheels are constantly turning in my head where it's like, it's like a magician watching another magician where it's like, Oh, he's going to do this trick this way. But then the amazing part is when an expert and a brilliant mind like John Mulaney or John Stewart is doing stand up, I almost never know where they're going and where I think they're going to take the joke. They don't. And it's just, it's just so it, it, they they were so great at their job and Mulaney so impressive because he just did his Netflix special and has already got a killer new 40 minutes. Uh, uh, thankfully I just recorded a special in July and now I've got, I've got the new hour that I'm touring with. And it was like two or three weeks ago. I finally was like, cool. It's where it needs to be. This hour is where it needs to be. And I'm really stoked about it and really excited for the people to see it. And uh, hell, you just saw me a, a, a few weeks ago, you'll, uh, or a few months ago. You'll see some stuff that you saw before, but you'll, see a, but you'll see a lot of new stuff too. Like if you were to just, tonight is the last show you're doing with your current, you know, with your yeah. current material. So tomorrow yeah. you have to yeah. sit down and start writing new stuff. Yeah. How, how long would it take you to put together an hour? seven, eight months. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's just, you know, let's, let's pull, let's pull the curtain back. Although if, uh, if uh, Netflix or HBO or one of these people wanted yeah, right to, to work. Hand, hand me a bag of money and said, Hey, get a new hour in three months. Well, then I guess I'm going to have it ready in three months. Uh-huh. But no, um, I, 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 like I said, I get bored with my own act. I'm doing it, you know, seven, eight times a week. So I'm constantly writing new stuff, and thankfully, uh, having a four-year-old in school, uh, I'm I'm I got I got a lot of material just living in Southern California, and uh, and just ha- having a four-year-old, and I don't know. You have kids, right? I have two teenage boys. Yeah. How? Okay, my thing. We're like, oh, the kids are so hard. The kids are great. Kids are fun. I love kids. It's when. I have to hang out with the kid's father when, when we're put together on some sort of adult male play date. Oh. And I'm just, and I'm just sitting there and he's talking about his job as a systems analyst. 
And, uh, you know, no, no love lost on any systems analysts. I'm sure you do an important job. But I'm sitting there like, ah, oh, like, this is brutal. I know how to tell a joke. I know how to tell a story. Uh, and, and, and some of these guys don't. But, see, that's why, that's why we love sports, dude. That's why we love sports. When my, when, when my wife goes, I don't get it. Why are you guys so into sports? It's like because five strange dudes can come together, sit around, know absolutely nothing about each other, and some guy just goes, football, and then we're <laughs> off. And then we're off. And now we're, and now we're good. Now we're talking about fantasy leagues. Now we're talking about uh, in the Brady-Belichick debate looks like, you know, it looks like it was mostly Brady and not Belichick. We're <laughs> – we're we're talking about all of that. So that that's people say like for the people that don't like sports, that's one of the best parts about being a sports fan is you can drop us in any room anywhere. And if you're both sports fans, you can talk. My fav- my favorite in that regard, and you I know you can relate to this is uh, especially at our age. When, when you find out, because I don't want to talk to anybody else. I don't need any new friends. It's hard, oh, okay? But, I got my friends. Yeah, also, got- also, my friends are literally the funniest people in the world. <laughs> so it's like, I hate to brag, but it's like, that's, that, that's my, you know, when yeah. I go to the comedy store, that's the people I'm hanging out with. Literally totally. the, fun- the funniest people in the world. So when, when I see a new dude who's got a kid in my kid's class, he's like, I got a joke for you. I'm like, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's not going to be good. But how about, how about in that same regard, when someone like you or me finds out that dude right over there loves pro wrestling? I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. If you're, if you're a wrestling fan, I'll talk your ear off. You saw the last time. Uh, I was in Miami. I come up to the song Judas by Fozzie. And when I do, there, there, there's always some people in the audience where as I'm walking on stage, I see their eyes. They're like, ah, like they get it. They they want to start singing along. We're all like it. We, you just found out someone's in the weird secret society that you're also in. Yes. Yes. And I love that. And I'm stoked, man. Um, I just uh, I'm going to be in January. I'm going back on the Chris Jericho yeah. Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Uh, uh, it's already sold out, so you got to come see me in Dania. You can't see me on the Jericho Cruise. But with all the recent additions to AEW, I know AEW roster is going to be on that boat. So yeah. I'm stoked, man. I, I I might get to go hang out with Ric Flair. I don't know. <laughs> That's at the end of January. I'm pretty sure the, the Jericho Cruise is going on the same weekend as Royal Rumble, which is here in Florida also. I'm taking oh, my son dude. to that in Tampa. That's going to be really fun. Nice, dude. It, it Man, a, a, a wrestling event in Tampa, that is going to be a... a Good wrestling a, city. That's going to be the mecca of face tattoos for that, <laughs> for, for, that, for that weekend. Wrestling fans and Tampa, so many face tattoos, so many mullets. Oh, so many mullets. (laughs) Sorry to break up the conversation, you guys, but I want to make sure that you got the best homeowner's insurance out there. And that's why I direct you to Brunt Insurance. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And I keep going back, I keep going back, I keep renewing because I know I have the most comprehensive coverage out there and I'm getting it at the most affordable rate there is. You know, some of you guys, you're listening now on the west coast of Florida, 
God forbid you got some damage to your home because of the storm yesterday. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, or you go to bruntinsurance.com. And yes, anywhere in Florida, Brunt Insurance has you covered. They have locations all throughout the state. So you could be calling from Pensacola or all the way down to the Keys and beyond. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, his fully licensed staff, They have the expertise, they have the experience, they know what area you're calling from. So they're going to know exactly what type of coverage you need, what kind of policies you have to make sure you have. Hey, that also includes trailers and motorhomes. Let the team at Brunt Insurance help you learn more about your policy options so you're making an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. And you don't even have to own your home. Renter's insurance, condo insurance, all the options out there. It can make your head spin. Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear. When you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. Bruntinsurance.com, the only insurance agency that I'm going to send you to. When you when you go out, when your wife, you know, you talk about playdates and you got to, you know, talk with the other dads. When your yeah. wife sets up, you got a double date. You're going out with another couple. Do you feel pressure to be funny? No. <laughs> none i got i'm not you know what i do and may, and maybe you do this as well because i go into i go into sort of podcast mode and i i start interviewing the person i start interviewing the other person and and, and just asking more about them and then like people think i'm interested in them i'm not <laughs> what i'm doing is You're killing hey, I'm time tra- yeah i'm killing time but also selfishly I'm waiting for you to say something a, a little weird that I could hopefully turn into a bit. It's a good strategy. Like, that's what I'm doing. I know about me. I know my story. I, I'm boring in my own head. No, let me hear about you and let's and let's have you say something dumb. And then that's gonna be a new five minutes. Uh so, so that so that's what I'm doing is 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 when I'm in those double date modes, I'm just going straight to podcast mode where I'm just I just I just start interviewing the person. This weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Dania Improv. I've seen Brad a couple times. Honestly, it's, I mean, top two or three shows I've ever been to. My wife and I, we love coming out and seeing you. And I got to tell you, I'm surprised when I saw you on the bill for Dania Improv again. I feel like my time is running out to be able to see you at small venues like that. Like, I feel like we're really close. You're going to be in theaters and I'm going to have to pony up some real money to come see you. Yeah, so uh, tour in... 2024 you're right uh tour tour 24 is uh my 2024 tour and it's pretty much all theaters uh so yeah that's what we're doing now uh, heck um literally today uh i just announced i'm playing the ryman auditorium in nashville and that's like the grand Ole opry that's the same stage where lorette where loretta lynn dolly parton johnny cash it's the 2000 seat uh 2000 seat theater and i'm doing that so uh yeah, so it's happening. And what's weird is I get some people that write me and, and be like, dude, now you're going to theaters. I used to like you in the clubs. Why don't you stay in the clubs? And I go, I'll stay in the clubs if the next time you get offered a raise at your job, you turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But also, the- theaters are fun. I like doing the theaters because people come out. There's a more expectation of like, this is a night out. This is like. And like people are all facing forwards, they're not at tables eating chicken wings, and then looking to the side to see me. Which, by the way, 
props to the Danny Improv. They they actually have really good food. They have they have really good food. Whereas a lot of comedy clubs, it's like chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, and wings that you that you can make better in your air fryer. But that is not the case at the Danny Improv. They got some good stuff, so you're gonna get some good food, see a good show, and uh, and, and then you can see and you can see Zaz in his hat. It'll be great. And I'll bet no one at the theater has to stand up and yell for the guy next to him to shut the fuck up either. No, they have 92-year-old ushers that do that. <laughs> they just walk down. They're all they're all volunteers. They're coming down and then and then it's your grandma scolding you and, and you don't want that. And if it's in a theater in South Florida, you really don't want that grandma because that because that grandma's got a flip-flop. And that grandma's gonna kick that flip flop. He's got up. the chancleta. He's got the chancleta, man, and you you don't want that. She is deadly with the chancleta. Brad, tell everybody about your special you got coming out next month also, man. Yeah, comedy special. I'm stoked. This is my fourth one. Uh, I've had two on Amazon, one on Netflix. This one I'm really excited about because uh, it's on a brand new comedy platform called Veeps. Now, if you're like, Brad, I've already got the Disney Plus. I've got the Hulu. I've got, I've got, the, I've got the Netflix. I can't subscribe to their service. Totally fine. You don't have to subscribe. Veeps has uh, created this uh, wonderful experience where you could go to concerts and like you don't have to go and pay for parking. You just buy you buy a ticket. You sit in your jam jam. Wow. You watch, and, and you watch a live concert on your and and on on your screen. And now they're getting into comedy. So my so my special is going to be uh, launching on December twenty first. I financed it myself. So that's the other thing. Beeps is really cool. Uh, if you buy a ticket to see my special, you don't. It doesn't go to a major corporation. That money goes to me, <laughs> like because Beeps was very good about that. And so yeah, so uh, you can watch my new special. It's hard for dwarves in Hollywood right now. Right now, Zaz, you've employed more dwarves than Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay, because <laughs> you're talking to me. Uh, so get so the special is called Starfish. It will launch on December 21st. Why December 21st? You ask because that is the winter solstice, and that is the shortest day of the year yes which should be my official day so yes. uh veeps go to veeps.bradwilliams.com you can pre-order the special use promo code brad you get it for 25 percent off i'm giving it away uh so yes and you can watch and enjoy the new special and it's and if you see me in dania you're like well now i don't want to watch the special because i just watched you don't worry it's different material than what you're going to hear in dania this weekend Awesome. Brad, excellent job as always, man. I'm looking, we're looking forward to seeing you Friday. It's our night out. Don't let us down. It's our night out. I will not. I will once again, you will be in your bubble. You will not be have anyone talking around you. Um, I will provide you with one of those little pellet guns so you can like fire the glow in the dark pellets at whoever the offender is. And then I'll then I'll know who's talking. So then you don't have to yell, shut the F up. It'll be great. Thank you, Brad. We'll see you Friday. Great job, man pleasure man yeah brad williams go check out brad at the improv starting tomorrow night so one show thursday two friday two saturday i'm going to the early show with my wife on friday nights and and no joke i mean not only one of my favorite comedians but top two shows i've ever been to i mean he is he is so great live go check out brad williams great dude all right you guys know what time it is let's get to big deal or not a big deal Big deal or not a big deal, we start out the news of the day in the NBA. Of course, Draymond Green acting a fool, 
putting Rudy Gobert in the chokehold. Obviously, he's a maniac. Well, NBA on TNT last night, Shaq looking for any opportunity to put Charles Barkley in that chokehold. This Thursday, she's being married to William Smith. Oh, she's been married. Wait, who get married on a Thursday? I know. We, we, listen, man, we, we get married on a Thursday. She's getting married. Kenny, give me a hug. Yeah, it's my niece. It's because, I know. No, it's, it's something. Something's going to no, be. Yeah, just gonna be a couple more. Come on, man. I, I I'm consent. not gonna do that. I consent to you. I'm just trying to get yeah. in the trunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Come on, Dr. Hey, man. Real. Come on, man. That is you. Yeah, look, look at him, America. Yeah, come on. Man. Dr. J owed me money for this time. Look at that left arm, America. The actual video. Look at that. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. We'll be back to wrap things up. We're come doing on, a little AI when we get married on Thursday. No, it's a long story. That's a big deal. Excellent job out of Shaq there. I mean, Barkley couldn't stop laughing. Everybody loves that show. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Marlins manager Skip Schumacher won National League Manager of the Year last year if the Marlins made the postseason. He becomes the fourth manager in Marlins history to win the award. I feel like that's a lot. That's a big deal. So Skip Schumacher wins the award now. First time was 2003, Jack McKeon. Then 2004. Six, I believe it was, Joe Girardi, 2020, Don Mattingly, and now Skip Schumacher. So that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Yesterday, FS1 speak Joy Taylor, our homegirl, my former co-host, the best thing they got going on FS1 there. It's not even a debate. Don't at me. You know, you should at me. I like when you guys interact with me. But don't at me about that. She's the best. And Joy Taylor yesterday, she reacts to... Stefan Diggs' brother, Trayvon Diggs, who is essentially sticking up for for, for his brother, saying he's got to get out of Buffalo. I don't have a problem with him defending his brother. Like, this is his brother. He cares. Who's he going to care about more than his brother and, and wanting to see him have success? I would agree with Shady. I think that they need each other. Yes, if, if they were to break apart in this situation, Josh Allen needs him more than Stefan Diggs needs Josh Allen at this point in their careers, but they needed each other to get to the space that they are. And particularly when you look around this roster, if Stefan Diggs is not there right now, I don't know what we're talking about with the Buffalo Bills. It's, I look at it as a defense because this non-winning is going to affect Stefan Diggs' legacy as well. Mm-hmm. Like these, He's a player that people expect great things from in this league because he is a great talent. And, and, and by association, he's on the Bills because he plays there. So their success is linked to his success overall as far as his legacy goes. So it's a very nuanced answer. I just don't think it's as simple. I understand what you're asking. He's not getting particularly attacked the Josh, way Josh Allen right. is. But defending somebody who you care about, who's in a situation that you think is, is a struggle for him, to me, I still view it as a defense. I think it's a big deal because it's, it's, it's another distraction. Yeah, I get it. Trayvon's trying to protect his brother. Because, you know, his brother's going to look down on because the Buffalo Bills aren't having good scenes. I don't think anyone's blaming Stephon Diggs. But what they are going to blame is this distraction that it continues to cause. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, like I mentioned earlier with the Browns fans having hard times. Here's the news. It was breaking news this morning. NFL Network Good morning, football, as Ian Rappaport told us all the news about Deshaun Watson. Breaking news out of the NFL after the Browns beat the Ravens last weekend in prolific style. Uh, Ian Rappaport's going to join us now because Deshaun Watson's season, despite returning from injury last weekend, has taken a turn. Ian, what's going on? 
Deshaun Watson is now out for the season for the Cleveland Browns. He is headed to injury reserve, but not because of the ankle injury that he suffered in the first half of that dramatic win on Sunday. He actually suffered a fractured shoulder, a fracture in the glenoid bone in his shoulder, something we did not know at the time, something Watson also played through. He is now headed for season-ending surgery, expected to make a full recovery, but for the Cleveland Browns, one of the better teams in the NFL, certainly boasts one of the best defenses. Now we'll have P.J. Walker in as their starting quarterback with Watson Yeah, out it's a big deal. I mean, obviously, I don't like Deshaun Watson. I mean, fuck him. But uh, the Browns have become really interesting, especially with that defense. I was looking forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do. So now it'll be P.J. Walker the rest of the way. That's obviously a big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right, we did it, Everett. Right smack in the middle of the week. We got AW Dynamite tonight. I'm looking forward to that. No Panthers tonight, no Heat tonight. What are you going to do? But we'll wake up tomorrow, and it'll be Week 11 NFL Bengals and Ravens. Well, monster game to start your Week 11 NFL action Thursday night football. Today's show brought to us in part by Bet Online. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. I love you guys. Can't do it without you. Thanks, everybody, behind the scenes who all put together another great show. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, and right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.